Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming at you the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. We got a three-peat today, the one, the only, Tyler Marchant. He's the man. Uh, he's the guy behind Future Horse Productions, which is three, which has a few different podcasts. Cynical Cartoons, uh, which I was just on last week, if you're listening to this in real time. Episode number 97, we covered the 80s cartoon Teen Wolf, and I've been on a couple other times because... Uh, Tyler and I are just buds. Uh, he's also got a show called Adam Sandcast and Get Real Rob. And I know he's doing a podcast about Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events. Everything you need for him is at Future Horse Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Website, futurehorsepod.com. Of course, I'll put everything on the coretemparts.com uh, webpage for all your stuff. Uh, so I have, man, this is a great episode to the way we did this is me and Tyler recorded two episodes back to back, and I guarantee, oh God, we were so tired by the end. Like, you don't think the talking could be exhausting, but it really can. Um, so, whenever Tyler and I get together, like, I feel like this episode is just almost like if you're just two friends, you just don't talk a lot, and they call each other on the phone. It's like, hey, what are you watching? Uh, what are you working on? Blah, blah, blah. Tyler's got a pretty cool thing going. He's um, an editor for Anna Ferris's Unqualified, that, that podcast, which is a really big podcast. And, uh, you know, he's a young guy fresh out of college, and you could hire him to edit your podcast, and he's got some rep- – he's edited some reputable podcasts. So it's it's really cool to talk to someone who's actually profiting off of this outside of, like, a Patreon account or whatever. Uh, people are paying him for a surface. So you'll notice when you listen to any of his shows or even on here that he oh, his sound is always perfect. He's a fantastic editor. Hit him up if you are looking for any podcast production services – uh, futurehorsepod.com and uh but outside of that we talk a lot about like the flash and superheroes and other stuff but you know it lets you listen to that uh so make sure you uh check that out uh as always i'm on the twitter at let's chat podcast uh there's a facebook page i'm a part of the core temp arts family there's a facebook group you could join if you're interested uh dwight and i's coverage from tv ain't my brains mr robot should be coming up pretty soon and I'm thinking next episode I should have an announcement about another podcast I'm going to be on. Um, Tyler, thanks for coming on for a third time. I, this will not be his last time because I just have so much fun talking to him. Uh, anyway, if, do me a huge favor. Leave a review on the old iTunes. That stuff helps out a ton. And thanks for everyone for checking out the show. I've been noticing kind of a big increase, which is uh, sadly makes me way too happy and that my ego is so tied to this podcast. But hey, I'll take it. I'm It's great. So I hope everyone's doing great. I'm rambling. Let's get to it. Let's Chat with Revel and Friends is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, and movie podcasts. Check out our other shows that pop this live, Talking Shondaland, We Got Five, and TV Ate My Brain at courtsandparts.com. The opposite of a winner Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner Peace to raw jeans, Brucey B, kick your brain Funk, laugh, the flex, love, funk, star, ski uh, but, so it's funny thing is we started to record and uh, we've podcasted plenty of times together, which I love. And before we started, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm working for and I was like, hold on, pause. We got to get this on record because this is amazing. So you're a recent college grad. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, I got my four year degree from Central Washington University, which is uh, a degree in film production that I don't know if I intend on using. Ah, welcome to being an adult. <laughs> we all have degrees yep. that no one ever uses. What's yep. it called? Siwoo? Is that what people call it? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Si Wu. Yeah, because there's a J Wu here, Johnson and Wales University. So everyone calls it <laughs> J Wu. It's right. Very creative. Is that state school? Yeah. 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 Smart man. So you are about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars less in debt than any of you private school idiot friends. <laughs> yeah, I, I got through my associate's degree without taking any loans or anything. Now I owe fourteen thousand dollars, which is a lot of money, but not as bad as it could be. Yeah, that's a lot of money, but that's yeah, you pay it back before you're sixty, kind of money. Yeah, but um, but so can you tell us about your job? Are you allowed to talk about it? Yeah, I think I'm allowed to talk about it. I, at least I do talk about it all the time. How could you not? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so yeah, a lot of people, people that have listened to my previous episodes on the show, I'm a podcast editor. I've done stuff for like Reddit and what's trending and like all kinds of different stuff. Um, yeah, I, I actually just got hired to work on Anna Ferris's Unqualified, which is like fucking incredible, man. That's, That's uh, like the coolest gig I've ever had. Pretty big show. I mean, not like just like yeah. big in our little community of nerdy podcasters, but like, uh yeah, I mean that's that's uh that's one of those top ones that like profits and stuff. <laughs> it's insane, man. Like so, some weeks I'll I'll get an episode, you know, from them and it's like, "Oh, this person runs a really popular fashion blog." And I'm like, "I hope they're super funny." And then some weeks I'll get an episode and it's like Mike Berbiglia or something. And I'm like, "This is this is cool. I like this." <laughs> I mean, so I mean, Chris Pratt is her husband first off, and then she's yeah. had her mm-hmm. own very amazing career and it's a really good podcast i've listened to it um she's really good at her job like she's really fucking funny she's got that yeah, like definitely. uh dirty dark sense of humor but in like kind of a right. hot girl look where you don't expect it well her and sim sarna her co-host are just like really i don't know they're they're just like a fantastic dynamic and i mean you know like it's not some sometimes you'll be working on a show and it's kind of like you don't know how you feel about the content, but this is definitely something that I would listen to every week regardless, you know? So uh, some people out there listening, like how, how'd you land the gig? Like what's, what's your story? Cause podcasting has been <laughs> around what, 10 or 11 years. And now like there are people who work in podcasts and I actually met, I've interviewed someone. They're probably the only one I've ever met who their career is a professional podcaster. I think that's a very small world. But like the sound engineer and editing, that's kind of where the do- the dollar is being made. Mm-hmm. So like, what's your path? Like, what do you tell people who are going to ask you now? Like, how do I get a job working <laughs> on one of the most famous podcasts? I I don't know, man. I kind of just tell people like, really, the way that it happened was that um, this guy Alex, he runs Paragon Collective, and he's like done like a bunch of really really great shows. Um, and he he put up a post on uh, the podcasting subreddit on Reddit a while back. And basically I was just like active enough there that he could kind of see like, Oh, this guy actually, he runs his own show. He runs two shows. He is helpful with people that ask questions and stuff like that. And he responded pretty quickly and his schedule is pretty open. So I looked out with like the Reddit podcast mm-hmm. thing and it, I mean, he's just been really, really cool and just hooking me up all along the way. And every time that somebody, you know, has a job that needs done, he'll, you know, throw my uh, contact stuff their way just because like I've, you know, I mean, that's what happens sometimes when you're willing to do something completely, completely for free, you know, your own show that you just like sit there and you're like, I'll make 150 episodes and never make a dime, you know, and then somebody recognizes that you're doing good work and hopefully somebody recognizes and then sort of throws you a bone, you know. And you've done consistent uh, quality, and your editing skills are better than most. Like your show always sounds professional. Um, 
which mine does not <laughs> by any means, but, <laughs> I, but I'm very aware of that. But I, I think that's something out there too. It's like, maybe you aren't making your first Rick and Morty podcast thinking this is going to lead to a career, but like you were still putting in the work and then like little, yeah. little things lead to big things. I, I kind of had to tell myself along the way, like this will never lead to a career. Don't delude yourself into thinking that. And then now I'm, I'm fully deluded. Like I'm probably not making enough to live on, but whatever, man, you know, I'm having fun. I'm 22. I'm allowed to not make enough to live on. You know, that's, that's what it's all about. Well, I, I imagine you would be able to still work a job job and then edit that. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, it, it's the same thing as freelancing, you know, it's like freelance writers. It's just a new economy out there and you don't live in fucking like LA or anything where you could probably afford to live in Washington. Like I live in Rhode Island, right, right. which is this, I don't understand anyone. I, all my, like I get it, but any of my struggling artist friends who, if you don't need to be in New York or LA, get the fuck out of there. You can't afford it. <laughs> That's why the editing thing rocks so much, man, because like I am in just like nowhere, Washington state, you know, like mm. my, my rent at my apartment before my last one was like 310 bucks a month. Jesus Christ. And I, I still foolishly gave it up. Yeah. For a place that was a little bit more expensive. And now I'm like trying to find an apartment there, like in, you know, the $400 price range, which sounds insane to anybody else. But yeah. to me, it's like, that's, that's what it's like in that town, you know, super, super cheap. Mm-hmm. And that's not like the ghetto. No, no, not at all. It's a college town. So it's like oh, yeah, yeah. everybody there is like a college student or like a, a recent college grad or like a farmer. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's a nice place. Yeah, but that's awesome. Man, that's have you got you probably haven't met Anna or anyone yet, right? Or Anna. No, no. Um I yeah, I mainly am just in contact with the producer there. They they said Sim Sarna, the producer and co-host of that show, said that he was going to like give me a call pretty soon, whatever, whenever they recorded their next episode. And I was thinking about it. I was like, there's so many stupid things that I could say on that call to Anna Ferris and Sim. Like, I, like one of my uh, professors at school, he directed a film, like one of his like only directing credits, which was one of Anna Ferris's first movies. But also he like admitted like, it was a real train wreck. There was a lot of issues. And I was like, she probably doesn't want to talk about that at all. You know, I mean, I don't so, know her at all, but from listening to that show, I don't think they are afraid of the awkward and shitty things. Right. They're, it's, it's called lover's lane. If anybody wants to look it up, yeah. it is. Ooh. Oh man. The, the stories that the, the director of that film told us was like, man, what, what a fucking train wreck, man. <laughs> but, but then the other option, you know, that a lot of people would probably go to is like, oh, I love your husband's work, you know, mm-hmm. because like she's done like scary movie and stuff and she's amazing in Lost in Translation, but you know, she's not like the star of that movie. So a lot of people would just jump to like, I love Parks and Rec or Guardians of the Galaxy. You yeah. Know? Uh, but, but she's in that show Moms, which I actually have only seen about two episodes of, but it gets really good reviews for like a sitcom. Like it's supposed to be like actually good. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm going to say something that sounds pretty douchey, but it's not because I'm 22 and I can't really afford it, but I haven't had cable in like 6 years. Oh, no, me neither. I so, watched So yeah, I have no way to watch yeah, it. Yeah, CBS, they don't put their shit on streaming. So that's why yeah, I've never watched I don't it because I I'm dude, I I have a full time I have the money for cable. I'm just like, why? I could spend right. way less money and get way better content. They don't try and package it in with your internet. Oh, yeah, they do, but it's not worth it. Or they try to sell you a phone line. No, nah, I pay like $65 for Verizon Fios instead of cable. Right. It'd be like $110. I'm like, I'm never going to use. And then maybe more. I'm like, I will never use this. You don't understand. CW uh-huh. puts other shows on the app. I steal HBO. I steal FX. <laughs> I steal USA. I pay for Netflix. I pay for Hulu. 
I don't even have enough time to watch the stuff I want to watch. Yeah. I just have an Apple not, TV. Not to sort of, like, you know, like, steal the conversation and take it in the direction that I want to do, oh, so, but that's what I'm going to do. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. Um, you're all caught up on Flash, right? Have you been watching other CW stuff over the, the long break? Yeah, no. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, yes, I'll cut up on everything, uh, except Supergirl I was trying to get into. Yeah. And then I didn't like it that much. But then I heard Kevin Smith say, this is such a inside podcast nerd thing, <laughs> but Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin liked it. So now I think I'm going to watch it again. It's because they said season- I, I started watching it in like sort of like a Batman and Robin kind of ironic way. You know, like I was watching it. I was like, this is fucking awful. It's so, so awful for about six episodes. And then around like episode eight or nine, it actually like some turning point, you know? Yeah. And by the end of the season, I was liking it more than Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow. So like it. It gets there. You know, it's definitely worth it if you can kind of stick it out for the first 10 or so episodes. It's funny. My wife is literally watching it in the other room right now, and I was watching the episode with the flash on it right before we started this. Yeah. Uh, It's on Netflix, man. What are you doing? You know, easy access. Yeah, yeah. That's how we started because it came over the – I didn't watch it for any of the reason. I just didn't have access to it, and I didn't want to put in the effort because there's a million things to watch. Um, Right. But now it's on Netflix, so I'm watching it. Uh, I I will watch it. I mean, I love – I liked I liked the season of Arrow. I loved the season of Flash. You liked the season of Arrow? I mean, I don't know. I don't even know why I watch it. I think it's just more of like <laughs> habit. Like if I didn't have right. someone to watch it with, I probably wouldn't watch it. I I, I, I can't even I can't, like I can't that, say anything memorable about it as I said that statement. Right. I was like, what happened? That show is so awful now. Like, there's like a subreddit that I really like going to, which is r slash arrow on Reddit. And basically, the entire subreddit is like everybody there used to love the show, so they subscribe. But then the show's gone to such shit that like everybody there just makes fun of it all the time. <laughs> and like nobody has anything positive to say anymore because the show has just been trash for like a season and a half now. Even the Amel is all pissed that they went to because the, the creators were stretched too thin doing too many shows. Yeah, doing... and I just don't think that Mark Guggenheim like has it in him. I don't know, man. It's just like they could end it. Uh, I, I mean, they're doing Flash, Legends, right. Arrow, Supergirl. Like TV's hard. Like it takes a lot of muscle, and uh, I don't know. It's hard to balance all that stuff. And and and, and Arrow is what got hit the hardest because they're starting off two shows. Even Flash had some weak ass episodes, but overall, right. I loved it. Well, and I think that Arrow's not going to get canceled just because it's doing pretty well, yeah. you know? Well, not with all that it's... crossover shit. Yeah, right. But... It's going to be great, man. The The Flash and Supergirl are doing, like, a musical crossover episode, which, like... I'm excited for that. That could be awful. It could be great. I'm excited for it, too. It's, it makes so it's much gonna sense because there's man. so many Broadway people on there. I didn't you know, like, uh-huh. Victor Garber, Jesse L. Martin. Get, get Music Meister in there as the villain, you Is know? Like, have NPH come back. Oh, yeah, he was in this... Uh, Batman the Brave and the Bold episode, which is a cartoon. He was played by Neil Patrick Harris, and he uh. basically like brainwashes everybody in the world into singing this musical and beating up Batman and uh, a Black Canary. Mm. And then I, I hope that Neil Patrick Harris comes back and reprises the role in live action. It'd be amazing. Yeah, that'd be because cool. he's like a Broadway guy. He, um, the more I learn about Neil Patrick Harris, he might be like my favorite celebrity because he's like a a Disney nerd. He loves fucking puppets. He loves magic. He loves like everything i loved as a kid but now he's just a successful adult well and he's gonna be great in that uh series of unfortunate events show man i'm so excited i don't know if i even saw previews for that no there's none out yet maybe why but 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 i've been re-reading the books i don't know if i told you about oh, this yeah, i actually have a show about, right? about that now yeah what uh, unfortunate that? associates 
So what? I don't even know if I've ever. Is this Lemony Snicket or whatever? Yeah, Lemony Snicket's a series of unfortunate events. Basically, we're reading one of the 13 books every week. And then hopefully by the end of that run, we get to the TV series, which is going to be eight episodes in its first season and probably like three seasons. So You're reading a book a week? I'm I'm reading a book a week. What it is, though, is it's like 250 pages. And it's like for kids, though. So like when you put it into a PDF and adult-sized font and adult-sized pages, they're like 45 pages each. That, my hat's off to you. This is why you're working yeah. for uh, Unqualified. <laughs> It's it's unnecessarily time consuming. It's taking up so much time. Now, is this a uh, better t- spent time than watching Real Rob? <laughs> it I don't know, I, man. I, I Towards the beginning, to a few of those episodes with your Australian friends. Yeah, I didn't even watch Real Rob, but it's just the, you guys hated it so much. It was so funny. I think eventually we got into it, man. Really? Like by the end of Real Rob, yeah, I was like, I finished Real Rob, and then I went to watch another show on Netflix, Kimmy Schmidt. And I started season two of Kimmy Schmidt, and I was like, "All right, time for a good show." And then halfway through the episode, I was like, "I should, I kind of want to watch more Real Rob." <laughs> I never got into Kimmy Schmidt for some reason. Never had, and like it's made for me, but I don't know why. I just maybe need to watch it again. I might have been in a bad headspace. That that may be it. Like I I watched all of it when it came out. Um, there's a weird thing with Netflix binging where basically it, you know, like you get really really into the show, you know, and you watch twelve episodes in a day. And then after that, you're like, you like talk about the show for like two weeks. Like, that was amazing. And then for the next year, you're like, there's nothing on. You yep, know? that's pretty much it. And it's like, we all need to sort of like learn how to reserve ourselves. But then also with it's something like when it's something like Stranger Things. Yeah. If you don't get to the end in a day and a half, it's going to be spoiled for you. That was a show I was hesitant to watch because I hate scary things. And then I finally did it. And I did. I took my time. I did one a day for like uh maybe two or three weeks. So I took our time with that. Right. I, I don't know why. I just didn't feel... I, well, that's because I didn't want to watch it at night because I thought I would be able to sleep. But, but I really <laughs> liked it. Like, And not so, not in that like so, uh, 80s nostalgic way because I, I watched 80s movies, but I don't... Even though I'm a, a child of the night of that era, I, I don't know. Right. I just, that wasn't my callback stuff. So I just thought... as I mean, there's some references I caught, but other stuff, I just thought it was just really good. Well, and that's why the show works so well is because it's not only like the homage to John Hughes and Stephen King and John um, fucking Carpenter and stuff like that. But it's it's actually compelling and really good characterization and all of this stuff. Um, but do do you not watch horror movies at all nope, then? Not even one. And I, I have an episode coming up this week with uh, my buddy bloodbath birdsey and he has a he's got a brand new horror movie podcast wait wait a minute well that's not his name bloodbath birdsey well it's, it's his it's his like show name oh okay okay his real name is something else but he doesn't i was like you guys go really hard on the nicknames yeah. jesus it's his self-proclaimed but um hey bloodbath yeah. what up bro <laughs> and so he well, starts asking i was like no i don't watch anything horror and i don't think he believed me i was like no i mean i mean like literally I've seen The Ring, Silence of the Lamb, and right. uh, Identity, and two, all three of those were by accident. <laughs> well, and that, so that was me, like, up from, like, the ages of, like, 11 up until I was, like, 19 or maybe even 20, just a few years ago, you know? And I, the entire time, was just like, I don't like horror. I think it's all, uh, you know, trashy, and, like, sometimes it scares me and stuff like that, because whatever, you know, like, I hadn't watched enough of it. And then um, this must have been, like, 2013 or something like that so three years ago i was 19 um and my cousin showed me the evil dead remake and the conjuring i think in the same weekend Mm. 
and that like brought me back into the fold. Like immediately I was like, yeah, I get it. I, I want more of this, you know? And so like the last two years has been a lot of like, just catch it up, you know, like, yeah, living all that stuff for the first time, which is interesting, you know, watching a movie like evil dead or the thing or the fly or whatever at the age of 21, because you actually get to like, sort of just watch it and be like, experience the filmmaking you know and the craft of everything rather than when you're a kid and you're just like oh this is scary head under a sheet or whatever you know what movie i think did it for me when i was a kid ghost dad with bill cosby which isn't even supposed to be scary i was just terrified of ghosts when i was a kid and i had an older but there's probably like some other weird well, connotations going on now Well, now i think about it i was like maybe i was right maybe I was <laughs> it's it's chilling film yeah it's it, it, but like yeah I, that's what I haven't seen that. What is that one? Ghost all dad. I remember was, I think he's a dead dad and comes back as a ghost to do nice things for his kids or something. It's, right. So the title's very descriptive. Yeah. It wasn't very good. Right. Uh, but that, I remember that being terrified of Bill Cosby, which I uh, might have been right about that one. <laughs> How <laughs> fucked up is, well, yeah. That's a whole other, yeah. that's another, <laughs> that's another day. Um, so what do you think about Flashpoint? What are your thoughts? Oh man, dude. <clears throat> I'm I'm like insanely excited for everything that's going on in season 2. Um I I don't know though. Like I I know that they're just going to do a few episodes of it. Yeah. And I don't know how much it's actually going to be so meaningful, you know. I don't know if you've seen the Flashpoint Paradox film. Yeah. Have you seen the yeah, animated I think, movie? Yeah, in all honesty, it was on your recommendation. And yeah, I definitely loved when it. we were doing the podcast. Yeah. yeah. I fucking loved it. But I know they, yeah, it's they great. can't do any of that because fucking DC won't lend their characters out. <laughs> right. They're too busy fucking up Batman in the movies to actually let somebody get take a chance with them on TV. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah that's why they killed Amanda Waller because she had to be in Suicide Squad. Yeah. Which, yeah. That's just. Which was like. Oh, man. Whatever. Let's not go down the DC rabbit hole. I, man. Didn't, I, I didn't see oof. Suicide Squad. Um, yeah. I heard mixed reviews. But after. I I didn't care. Batman vs Superman sucked. I didn't like it, but I wasn't like my whole life was ruined because I didn't grow up with it that much. So I was right. just like, I don't want to spend my money on this. It's probably not going to be very good. It's it's like not even a movie, man. Like I saw it in theaters. I was like all hyped up for it, and then I saw the reviews. I was a little bit less hyped, but I was willing to give it a chance. And then I saw it, and I'm like, these are all characters that I love, and they're all just like awful dog shit. Like it's just it's just not a movie. It's awful. And you like bad things. Yeah, I love bad you things. You like Jenna on purpose. I mean, yeah. You watch Adam Sandler stuff. <laughs> like Batman v Superman was after a little while after I could kind of comes to come to grips with like this isn't an amazing movie. I was sort of able to enjoy it on like an ironic level with Suicide Squad. That's never going to happen because no. it's just so fucking boring and stupid. I like, did hear it was like an editor clusterfuck where there's just like they just took different pieces of it and just cut it together. Yeah. They they basically what they did was they had a director's cut and then somebody cut a trailer for the movie that everybody really liked. The audience was like, this this trailer is great. So they were like, okay, you guys cut a trailer or you guys cut a version of the film, the trailer people. And they had two different versions of the film. They were like, let's just splice these together. Uh, like without any input from the director, from these people or anything. It's it's insane the way that WB is handling these things, man. It's crazy. What was Fantastic Four? Their director came out and said that they made the movie one way and then they yeah forced to do something different and like they seem to always make that mistake it happens all the time man i mean it's just i mean especially with these big like 150 million you know 250 million dollar movies it it just gets taken away from these directors that have like one or two credits under their belt you know and then the studio is just like we thought that we could tell this person what to do and they aren't listening to us so 
let's just do what we want to do because we're Warner Brothers or Fox and we can do whatever we want. Well, yeah, because like uh, James Gunn did. Did you think he ran into that with Marvel? Because I mean, Marvel. I mean, fucking Guardians is great. Yeah, I think that they have like a good head on their shoulders over there, and they actually kind of know what they're doing. And the worst thing that you could say about a Marvel movie is like, it was fun, but it wasn't very good. You know, like mm-hmm. with 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 DC movies, the worst thing you can say about them is like they're absolute fucking garbage trash piles. You know, like they forgot to add a story into Batman vs Superman. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a huge, I don't know, just like huge, huge difference chasm between those two different versions of what a bad movie can be, you know? Yeah, and it's funny because it seems to be like the people who are trying to capitalize on this stuff, like the um, the, the the Will Smiths and the Ben Afflecks and the popular good-looking guys are trying to be in superhero movies, like a DC movie, and they're like, oh, we should have watched the Marvel first to realize that you should not do DC <laughs> movies. <laughs> well... I don't know, man. It's a new universe. I guess we'll just see what happens. I mean, I the thing is, is that DC has like a stranglehold on all my favorite characters. You know, Batman, Superman, Flash, Aquaman, Cyborg. Like These are all my favorite comic book characters. Mm-hmm. And aside from those movies, I couldn't give two shits about Captain America or what he's up to in the comics. So like yeah, the true. fact that DC doesn't know what they're doing is just such like a punch in the gut every single time that they fuck up. I, I like the... Cause like I'm excited for Flash to see what I I do hope they keep Flashpoint for at least three to four episodes at least four you know like make us have yeah. some fun and but I'm I'm curious to see what they're gonna do. Well, there's so much stuff that they could do. They could do like you know like the emaciated Superman you know from the movie where he's like like trapped down there with no sunlight for his entire life and he's like all fucked up and scrawny and like you know like malnourished and they could do that with Supergirl and it would be like super heartbreaking man like melissa benoist could really really pull that off or even the guy that's playing uh superman and the supergirl show tyler hecklin could do that too um and i don't know how far they're gonna go with it you know i don't know how far how many characters they're allowed to use in the flashpoint thing or if it's just kind of kind of be like the flash show but a little bit different you know are how are they how do you, how do you think they're gonna connect supergirl to flash is that just gonna be a simple there is a vibration and now we can get to this earth like Yep, I, I think that's going to be it. That's the only thing my my question is, is is that Earth somehow going to be melded with ours, or is Supergirl just going to like see a portal and be like, "Come on, my two best friends," and then bring, you know, James Olsen and what's his name, the other guy? Yeah, because is Arrow and Supergirl going to cross over? Or is it just Flash and Supergirl? No, I think that she's actually coming over to the yeah. CW Earth One. She's really now. good. I um. The same thing. Every time I watch Superman, it's like, how do you guys not know it's her? It's, she just fucking right. took off her glasses and put her hair down. <laughs> like, how do you not? She's your employee. <laughs> well, and there's some level of camp to be expected from those kinds of things. You know, like in Flash, so many characters don't know that Barry Allen is the Flash, but they do know that the Flash hangs out with Cisco and Caitlin <laughs> and that Barry hangs out with Cisco and Caitlin hangs out at Star Labs all day. And they're like... Barry's the Flash? What are you talking about? That's impossible. He waddles like a duck when he runs. Like Wally. <laughs> like, yeah. We only talk about speed every time, and then you dart out of here every chance you can. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's fucking, that's fucking funny. Uh, it's going to be good shit, man. We're getting like 100 episodes of superhero TV this year, just from DC, just from CW. Do you watch Eyes And that's cool. Nah. It's really good. Yeah, I think that you recommended it to me last time I came on the podcast, yeah, actually. Yeah, because it's by the creator of Veronica Mars, so it's more right, of a detective. Right, which I also didn't watch. Yeah, that was like, well, that's that weird era of UPN 
and C- pre-CW. When you, right. what, what is CW? It was oh yeah, the WB. Do you, WB, do you remember yeah. The w- 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 WB, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. So that was that weird era. So I didn't even watch it when it aired. It's not on streaming anywhere, but it's just a really, really good detective show with a strong female lead. But I zombies like that with. But I have to say, the season finale was a legit straight up zombie movie, and I had a hard time with it. I know I thought it was great, but I was a little like, oh, this isn't what I like. This isn't the right. zombie I watch. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was really cool, and I think they did some really cool thing where they made the second season like this co- energy drink company that can turn them into zombies is like the overarching character, uh, the overarching villain within the entire series. So it's like, and then they opened it up to find out that this could exist outside of just Seattle. So it was, it's really cool. I think everyone on that show is really great, and it's the whole. I watch so much CW; it's ridiculous. Well, so. If they've ended a season now with a zombie apocalypse, how many times can they possibly no, they didn't, do that they before didn't people do a are zombie like, apocalypse. They it was contained to one building and they all died. Oh, okay. So so it was like a Dawn of the Dead kind of thing. Yeah, and then that makes sense. Some and then another agency shows up and then the last scene is like you didn't think you were the one out there, did you? And then she like cocks the gun and we don't know if it was like a government agency, we don't know what it was and it was like, huh. But it's really if you ever like get a chance on Netflix and you see it, it's it's solid storytelling. It's really fucking good. It's really funny. It actually gets funnier in the second season. It's got some heartbreak. Uh there's a lot of a lot of cool people in it. There's um there's a voice actor in it, but I don't know well I can't put well, I know him for Veronica Mars, but he's also he's he's also in I know that voice. Huh. I forget his name. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not describing him well. But yeah, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> so, how, how, is uh, Adam Sandcast done? Did you watch Ridiculous Six? It's yeah, we did. We watched Ridiculous Six. We watched the Do Over. It's I'm doing it as often as I can. And Get Real Rob is sort of mixed into Adam Sandcast. Um, the it's a weird time for you to ask that because like we haven't put out an episode in a little while. Uh, we did a Norm of the North one a little while ago because Rob Schneider was in that. And uh, this week, a new show airs with Kevin James called Kevin Can Wait. On CBS? And, yeah, I think so. I saw a trailer what for are it. One of their all-white lineups? Yep, yep. <laughs> it looks real trashy and lame, and I'm excited to watch it and talk about it on the podcast. I've heard King of Queens is actually really good. Oh, yeah. I watched it a lot as a kid with my dad and stuff like that. But I think in hindsight, it's it's still like that whole, like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's the uh, All in the Family, or it's like sitcom where the schlubby white guy somehow gets the hot wife, and they right. have a job that affords a house they can't really have. Like a UPS driver doesn't live in Queens and make in a house. But, <laughs> but it's a so sitcom where it's always like, well, it's it's yeah. the Spider Man problem where yeah. like Spider Man and his Aunt May are always like constantly impoverished, and yet they live in like a fucking house in Brooklyn, <laughs> and it's like this is br- not. <laughs> At all possible. They're drinking like She's nine like, dollar lattes and having our yeah. cheese and cheese. Well, we really gotta pay that right. Like maybe Yeah, and Aunt May we... is like, I had to pick up a second shift at the hospital, and it's like, sell your fucking house, Aunt May. What are you doing? Move to Jersey, you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> or anywhere. I don't know. Moved, yeah, just go to Long Island. <laughs> That's T V for you though, man. I've been uh, I, I don't know if I said it during the show or if I said it before. I've been like apartment hunting a lot lately, you know? And so, like, I finally get why people are into, like, those, like, home improvement kind of oh, TLC shows. Are, like, yeah. yeah, like, whenever I see something in a movie and it's, like, somebody with a dope-ass apartment, I'm like, I I want a cool loft. I want, like, <laughs> like an amazing that. apartment like that. Yeah. 
No, I think when most I saw the movie Don't Think Twice and Mike Birbiglia's character mm-hmm. lives in like a really shitty apartment in New York City. I was like, yep, that's that's yeah. accurate. <laughs> well, because he's lived it, you know, yeah. he's not like Chuck Lorre. He's not like some rich ass, you know, sitcom writer that has like a billion. Well, maybe he is now, but I don't. But, yeah, you know, he's lived that pretty recently. Did you happen to see Don't Think Twice? No, it's not playing anywhere near me, oh, man. Oh god, I got to. See- I got to wait for DVD or VOD it, or something. It's really fucking good, and I got to. See- oh yeah, I know. He uh, did a uh, he did a Q and A afterwards, so it was pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, it turns out like, his uh, brother, like he he came to the theater and did a Q and A. Did any any of the other cast members or no, just, just Mike Birbiglia? But uh, that's really cool, though. Turns out his brother and his sister and like his in laws all live in Providence. So I, I don't know if that's why. I mean, I know he's been going around the country, but so like Brooklyn to here is like three hours. But it was cool. Maybe maybe your mom is like friends with his mom, and you guys can. <laughs> that didn't grow up here. together. I, I, I'm trying. I've actually tried to hunt down his brother. I'm like, mm. yeah, but uh, yeah, because I saw him. I I saw his one man show when he did Thank God for Jokes up here, and he did it in like a really small theater, and I was like, that has to be because his brother lives here, and he knows. But uh, he's actually become one of my favorite performers. I really love his comedy. I really, I, Mike, Mike, Mike Birbiglia yeah, or his brother? Uh, Mike Birbiglia. Okay. Yeah. I think he's just, I love, I just, I love Thank God for Jokes so much. It was one of the funniest experiences I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. I, I really love Sleepwalk with me. I don't know if you've oh, seen it, God. but, um, I, yeah, the movie is just really good. I was sucker, a sucker for his NPR when he was on, uh, This American Life and stuff. So I always liked his stories. And then when Sleepwalk with me came out, like that film is just like, I could watch it like a hundred times. Like I'm such a sucker for those type of movies. I don't know what you call them, but like that, like, like I, I don't. Is that considered mumblecore? Like a Mike Birbiglia movie? I know that's more of like the. Um, <laughs> well, I, th- I think any time Mike Mike Birbiglia talks, it's considered yeah. mumblecore. But <laughs> like the Duplass brothers but, do that. Like nothing happens yeah. in the entire movie, but yet I love it. Well, no, the story in Sleepwalk with Me is actually like pretty potent. Like there's a lot going on there. And I'm really excited for Don't Think Twice. Like, I like pretty much everybody involved. I'm excited to see Gillian Jacobs in more movies She's and stuff so like that. good in it. And yeah. I always said that, I mean, not, I'm sure a lot of people, I always felt that, like... <laughs> you were the only one that thought she was good in anything. <laughs> oh, I love community. Oh, huge. But, like, right, Keegan-Michael Key, I thought, could always... I'm like, why is he not a leading man? He's just, like, he's funny, he's handsome, he's just such a good actor, and to see him, he, he can play... The, Playing, like, the gay best friend in an Adam Sandler movie. Did he? He kind of did. He was like the gay hairdresser uh, in uh, uh, how how to get there or something like that with Jennifer Aniston. I have this upcoming. Just go with it. I have this upcoming episode scheduled um, with a comedian who came up with uh, with Keegan Michael Key, and they're like still good pals. Right? Yeah, like they were both at Second City together. So he's been on like a bunch of. He's like always in all that stuff. I was like, oh my god, how do I not? Because I, well, I love Key Michael Key. He's like one of my favorites. <laughs> Well, okay. So, how do you do that? How do you how do you get guests for your show that are actually like, you know, like 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 entertainment people? Because a lot of the people that I have on my podcast are podcasters, and so like my 100th episode is coming up, and I'm trying to find somebody who you know created her show or wrote for an important animation yeah. show or like a voice actor or something, and it's just giving me a tough time. I only have like three weeks to figure it out. It's hard. Uh, so this one is kind of an annoying story. Uh, I have a good friend, Carrie, who runs the All Things Podcast blog, and a long time ago, I think I was just nice to her, and then she's been really nice to me, and we were recording the other night, and she's like, hey, right. I talked to uh, Antoine, His, he played Bucky or Bunky or some shit on Empire, which I've never watched, and she's <laughs> like, uh, do you want to have him on your show? I said, sure. 
So she's like, all right, let me ask him. And then she asked him for me. And then here's his email. Go ahead. So right. I think it's kind of an annoying story. But there's other times I do it um, the, the real way. Because there's a couple times, like my most popular episode is one I didn't even try for. Like I literally did. My friend Jacob set it up for me. and was like, hey, do you want to interview Travis McAvoy? I was like, yeah, all right. Who's that? Right. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, but uh, so what Carrie told me, which and my friend Peter does this too, which I think I'm going to start doing it. Uh, but my ca- friend Carrie told me she signed it up for um, – a 30-day pass for free for IMDb, and then she picks stuff she likes, and she goes to the bottom of the credits, and it gives you everyone's contact information, agents, email, and everything through IMDb. Or Right, right, IMDb Pro. Yeah, yeah. IMDb Pro. So that's how she did it, and I was like, that's a good idea. And I've heard a and, and you know what's such bullshit is that somebody at one point offered me, they were like, hey, do you want to use my IMDb Pro account to try and you know get a hold of people? And that was like a year ago, so I didn't feel like confident getting hold of guests. And now I'm like, I I wish I could take up that offer again. So I, that would have been the amazing. Keys to go down the cast, like so. We're uh-huh. not. You, like, I'm never most. No, no. I'm I'm never gonna have like the star of a major fucking film on here. Like maybe, but unlikely. But why not get the guy who who had a one liner or just a small part in something big? Like that's huge. Like I got to talk to someone who was in The Force Awakens, which was like fucking awesome. She was in it for like two seconds but people come out and no that's awesome for that dude shit. and she's like i yeah. know but people will download the shit out of your episode if you had someone tied to something big so right. i think i'm gonna actually i'm because I'm, i same thing i kind of fell into a trap of mostly podcasters and like um and also twitter i ask people on twitter i think i really want to start having more entertainers on and like actors and musicians but like people out there who have something to promote are are willing to do it i mean obviously i think for every X amount you ask you to get no response and then one says yes and that's all you need. Well, we both had uh, Mike Price on our shows and that was just like yeah. I have no idea why he said yes to us other than he just needed to promote <laughs> something and he's the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, absolutely, man. I I tried to follow up on that contact. I was like, Mike Price works for Netflix. Maybe he knows somebody that works at Netflix on the uh, Series of Unfortunate Events podcast. And, that didn't work and sometimes, out. Sometimes, <laughs> like, I guess that's all it is. You just have to follow every lead. And I'm not really good at that because I find the bigger mm-hmm. the names, the harder they are to book. And sometimes they could take like a year. And I'm like, I need an episode in two weeks. So, <laughs> right, let's get this. Well, shit and also you don't you don't want to like break connection with somebody. Like, I don't know why I have this aversion to asking somebody who had a fun time on my show. Like, hey, do, would your friend this guy want to come on my show? You know, like. What what's the harm in asking? You oh know? yeah, I do that a lot. Or I I just asked someone who is in a band with the drum uh, the drummer of Gaslight Anthem, and I'm like well, maybe Benny will. So I invited them on together, and I haven't heard anything. Um, I guess you just get used to not hearing anything. Um, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I remember one night I asked uh, Dan Andriano from Alkaline Trio uh, on a Facebook message, which never responded, which was fine. And then I asked Nathan Gray, Voice It's Fire expecting to hear nothing from anyone and one of those people said yes and it was fucking great so i guess it's just all about <laughs> just asking enough people so they say yes and twitter man twitter's great i guess that's what it's all about and i th- i don't know why people say yes i always wonder but like why do you say yes to my show <laughs> i guess the more you have it's gotta look good i mean it's not i mean i've I, i'm a nobody and i've been on podcasts and i've recorded it and the podcast ended before my episode went up and i was pissed so maybe that's where people are like I don't want to do this shit unless I know it's going to air because it's their time. It <laughs> that that happened to me once. I guessed it on a show. I'm not going to say what the show was. Um, and 
so like I guessed it on it and they were like, Hey, yeah, so it's going out on Tuesday. And I emailed them or messaged them again around Wednesday or Thursday. I was like, Hey, uh, is that episode going up? And he's like, yep, it's going up tomorrow. And I messaged him like two weeks ago and he was like, yeah, I'm having a little bit of a hard time. I'm like, I can edit it for you. And he never got back to me. And then eight months later, they <laughs> they were like, we're coming back. And they put up the episode and they were like, hey, man, you want to promote this? I was like, I've never said this before, but I'm not going to promote this thing <laughs> that I guessed it on. No, no, I'm not. So. Such bullshit, man. Yeah. Such because uh, it's not even like, you know, it's eight months later. I'm funnier. <laughs> I'm a better guest on a I podcast. I have better audio quality. Yeah, exactly. I don't I don't. Ugh. How do people listen to me? To that sucks. With? No. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's fun. It's fun. What else? Uh, what else is out? Because I know we're both big TV fans. But you don't plan Kubo on Kubo and the Two Strings. No, that's a movie. I feel bad. I'm the worst because sometimes I get asked to do movie podcasts, and I'm always yeah. like, oh yeah, I love to. And then the week of, like, oh, I didn't see it. I'm sorry. Go see it, even if you're not going to talk about it on a podcast, yeah. man. It's amazing. I just never it's go like, to the movies like ever. It's amazing. It's a fantastic movie. I I went to see Ninja Turtles in theater for some reason. The second one, Out of the Shadows. I didn't see it yet. I saw the first one. I liked that. It was not good, but good. You know, my my thirty (laughs) six year old brother with a son and I went because we just were. Were you a huge fan of it as a kid? The cartoons, yeah, big time. Yeah, and the movies. And um, I don't know. It just looked really good, and I I like a bad action movie here and there. (laughs) Yeah, I think that the movies were something that I missed out on as a kid, you know, and then like when you're in college, everybody's like super into like nostalgia watching. Yeah. And so like people would constantly like put that on for Friday night movie night and it'd be like TMNT 2 Secret of the Ooze. And I was like, this is the first one is actually really good. Like it's a film noir, which I didn't know that as a kid because it's the one I hated. The second one is the one. Right. But this now second one sucks. Third one's. Well, Garbage. well, the second one was probably the one that like played on HBO or something all the time. So you saw it on TV yeah, reruns, right? Yeah, all the time. Well, we had it on VHS tape, and it was like it was right. made for kids. But the first one's pretty good. I thought Stephen Amell was a little flat because he was too pretty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's Stephen Amell. He's always been flat. Yeah. Even when Arrow was written well, he was always just kind of like, yeah, he's the cherry look, look me. of uh yes. of the show. Yeah. I. Who am I see? Oh God. So what does does arts and entertainment like stroll through where you are? Are you near Seattle or anything? No, not necessarily. I'm like two hour drive outside Seattle and I don't drive. So like I haven't been to Seattle and like like to to go around Seattle and hang out in like probably a year and a half or two years. What's so like do you guys have a so, small so, theater or a small culture scene over there? Not not here in the town that I'm in, my hometown where I'm staying right now, but like it um there is this really cool place like seventh street theater that they like play you know like a bunch of i don't know just like pretty much 80s classics all the time so like growing up there yeah like that's where i saw like raiders of the lost ark and you know et and the goonies and big lebowski and like all kinds of shit even like citizen kane and like charlie chaplin movies it was like that's that's what i want you know like in my college town i want a place you can go you know pay five seven bucks and go in with your friends and like watch something amazing you know that stood the test of time for you know 30 70 years whatever that's pretty cool. do you ever think you're gonna have to move to la to do film production it's it's questionable at this point you know like i really like editing a lot and um, be an audio engineer a podcast editor i mean there's a lot of podcasts yeah. in la and new york i i certainly could do that but i don't know 
how how much that pays and no. i know that it's like <laughs> no. insane to live in yeah, LA. Do it you know it's like 10 times as much I feel like you so i'm not ready never move to those places until you have yeah to. yeah I'm, I'm hanging back i'm hanging back for a while yeah i have a friend who like he has like the weirdest fucking job he does movie fucking no he does like he does the taglines for movie previews and TV shows. Oh, okay. But that's like a for 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 like the posters too, or just like for, for the... Like the the previews. I believe maybe the posters, but yeah, like his job is like. We're... Wait, so so does he pull like quotes from critics and stuff like that, or does he actually no, write? No, he actually stuff? writes them. So like the stuff for like, I think he said he worked on Lethal Weapon, and he's like, anytime you see any writing, that was me, or like, oh wow. But like he bounces around from show to show and movie to movie, and like. Like, how do you get that? Like, he grew up in L.A., so, and he's, like, a film right. fucking nerd. Like, that dude knows everything about film. But I was like, how do you? And it sounds like he got the job 30 years ago, so it's probably not a job that's hiring at all No, right he's now. my age. I don't even know how. He, I'm not even sure he knows how he got it. It's one of those. Wait, but if he worked on Lethal Weapon. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the TV show, the new one. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I was forgot. I, was I like... forgot that that's a, that's also a movie. But I, yeah. I mean, I knew it's a movie. I forgot that the TV show is probably not gonna. It's almost definitely gonna get canceled. <laughs> yeah. Like, no I mean, I would never never watch that show. I never it never crossed my mind. Oh, I know. I only because I saw it on the Hulu app this morning, and I was like, oh yeah, they actually made that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. They actually did it. The Mad Men. Couldn't they just? Uh, make a different buddy cop show and give it a different name right couldn't they just rerun lethal weapon on their channel every friday night i already got brooklyn 99 <laughs> so i don't need another cop show like that yeah because <laughs> they're actually doing it right that show is fucking funny yeah i watched season one and i really loved it and then i never followed up and like i know like jason manzoukas was on the yep. show for a while yep. and i know it's probably still just as good but you know not having tv i'd actually have to buy it and that's ugh. you don't get fox on hulu puts me in a tight spot uh, I do not have who. Uh, no. Yep, that's the problem. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to pay to watch ads, and I don't want to pay extra to not watch ads. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth it. I've been watching Mr. Robot has been my new Breaking Bad. That show is just fucking blow my mind. Is that on Hulu right now? Nope, only on USA. <laughs> so you're not gonna watch it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I've had people recommend that one to me a lot, and I have no idea what it's about, which is great. I don't want to know till I watch it, but like. Maybe I won't watch it for another two years. Well, yeah, let it know. let it finish and then just binge it. It's yeah. Uh, if it ever comes out on Netflix, I'll definitely check yeah, it out. I guess is what do you say? I won't even ruin it for you. But I guess cyber terrorism mostly. Yeah, yeah. I I, I get like the basic concept. I just kind of don't want to know like what's below the surface. You know, I kind of want to just enjoy it the first time I watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. Like I feel like I want to. I'm always just chasing that feeling of watching Breaking Bad again for the first time. Right, <laughs> but you know, people talk about that, but not you don't feel that not from season one. It wasn't until like season four did I feel that way. Because I well, like it's one, such two, a bizarre three. thing for for marketing people. It's such a bizarre thing, right? Because I saw Kubo and the Two Strings. I knew like nothing about it. I'd seen one or two TV spots, and I knew nothing about it. And it was amazing because I knew nothing about it. But nobody saw it because they didn't know what it was about, yeah. and they didn't even know that it was like stop motion. You I'm know? still not really sure what it is. I think of a Pokemon that I have called Kubo, so. <laughs> well well and then there's like stuff like tomorrowland was oh, awful I'm sorry. and the trailers didn't show you much yeah i'm sorry i thought it looked good I, my wife made fun of me for making her see that i'm like i don't know it looked yeah. great it showed the only good one minute of the whole movie yeah and it's so <laughs> it weird so because like they they didn't show you anything about the movie which is great of them to do but then the movie was just kind of trashy and garbage. like then you get like 
stuff like BVS where it just shows you everything in Batman v Superman. <laughs> and I don't know, man. It's it's a weird thing to think about. The un- the extended trailer for Batman v Superman, um, you saw more in the dialogue in that than you actually did for the actual film. Right. Oh man. Well, did you did you watch the deluxe edition? No, though? God, it's no. three hours long. No, I'll never. I'll never do that. Um, it's pretty good. So did we miss anything on this? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we'll do this again. Um, yeah. So where could uh, people find you online? Uh, all right. Long, long winded response. Uh, at Future Horse Pod on Twitter. Cynical Cartoons is my main show. Then there's the Adam Sandcast, which is kind of over but kind of not because i'm still putting out episodes occasionally um unfortunate associates which is my series of unfortunate events podcast it's pretty good and it's only like four or five episodes in you know um patreon.com slash future horse if you want to listen to our anime podcast tainami just donate a dollar or more per month and uh that show is like my friend is like a huge huge anime nut and i have never like never enjoyed an anime (laughs) so i just kind of trash it the whole time it's amazing and uh yeah that's pretty much everything i'm also you know i'm on facebook i'm on youtube all that stuff future horse or future horse pod for everything in the future humans create ai three days later they have sex with it gigahose is a robot sex comedy with what's been called a south park level of shock value Creators Adam Lash and Kevin Gilligan take their concept in smart, surprising directions. It's been described as pure genius with a real clerks-like charm. Catch season one now at youtube.com slash gigahose.